Ready? Ready. Welcome to Puppet Hunt Radio with Matt and Lane. The only podcast dedicated to the 1940s detective noir radio show of the same name, Puppet Hunt. Join Rock Handy and Nick Salmon for an evergreen trip down memory lane as they crack cases and solve mysteries for the ventriloquists of Large Neck USA. Okay. So I extend a special welcome to all the show's fans listening thousands of years from today aboard generational ships traveling to other star systems. Well, right out of the gate, I want to propose that we shorten that intro because it is... Or... You could just pre-record it and just tape it in. Because this is the final episode, right, of season three. We have negotiated a final episode. I want to explain this to the listeners that season one, I did some calculations here. Season one has eight episodes. That's from on the website from episodes one to eight. Episode one to episode eight. Yes. And season two had 15 episodes from nine to 23, although nine is a repeat from season one. So it technically has 14 episodes. Uh One's a repeat. Okay. And then season three, we came in at five episodes. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And you you wanted to end it mostly because of a letter that somebody wrote. Yeah. Uh, Prompting you to think of... made me think this is a time, you know, with COVID... And the, the climate that we're in right now, the So this is a climate. third. This Season three has one third of season two, two's episodes. Well, if you get specific down to the math, it's less of a math podcast and more of a radio podcast. So we don't need to worry about that as much. The well, and Matt has pushed for putting out more content. So our mm-hmm. compromise was to do a best of season three right. episode. Fans would, are going to love it. And he and I, in secret... Came up with our favorite top 10 moments from season three, but you ended up... ten. Uh, how many do you have? I have three. I thought it was top three. Now, I it's could look season again. season three. Well, I have three, so we're going to... Uh, we could wait because I could do more research. Hmm. It seemed excessive to me. I was kind of straining a little bit to find 10 great moments from five episodes. Hmm. See, this is the problem with doing it in secret is because we got our... We didn't have that much time. You said this was the only time you could record for the next couple yeah, I've of got months. Yeah, stuff going on. And so I, I listened to all five episodes in a row in my bathtub, hmm. kind of a bathtub bender, as it were. I got mm-hmm. remarkably pruney. Do you think I'm still pruney? I don't want to even Just look at even it. Even looking at my fingertips, are they? You know, it reminds me of stuff when I see that. I don't like to. I don't like to look at that. It, uh, it just puts reminds it, you of prunes. It's evocative of no, not prunes. Anyway, we should get off this topic. Our listeners don't want to hear this. Is stuff it the about color it. that's bothering you? No, because they the also turn that what, kind of its implications. So I also wanted to offer make a, another peace offering to you since okay. we had some crosswords. I have another surprise for you. Great. You really liked the mushroom crisps. Oh, okay. Right, so uh, behold, Matt hasn't seen this yet, but here they are. Okay. What do you think? There's so we've got some dried oyster mushrooms. Oysters. And then these, I believe, are called porcini, I believe. Porcini. Is that... Uh, Italian. Oh, Italian. Little Bell, something like that. Mm. Italian fans out there, you want to... Small pig? Could be. Porcini? Yeah. What do you think? You want to try and snack on these while we're listening to the... I'll okay. crack them open while we're listening to the best of episode. Them. Yep. And uh, then you can tell me which one you like better. And okay. then I'll have, yeah, that I'll have more of the, whichever one you like better, I'll have more of next so time. So we can have a, we'll judge the show and the mushroom crisps at the same time. Well, these are not crisps. These are just dried mushrooms. Oh, okay. I was concerned. My herbalist said that the, I, he 
gave me some instructions, I misunderstood them. He meant these kind, not like snack kind, because they the snack kind have too much sodium. Yeah, sounds like an herbalist. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the whole thing is that our modern industrial diet has too much sodium. You're probably getting too much sodium. It causes inflammation. Too much delicious. Here's the thing is you develop a tolerance for it, and then you need more and more and more. It's like a drug, although it's actually an element of, of the universe. But Well, I'll try the mushrooms. That's, that's fine. Yeah, I'll the, give them a taste. And I'll transition you. If you need some a little bit of sodium, I'll have a little salt shaker for you. Okay. Oh, okay. these don't have salt. No. Okay, no, I wasn't listening. Ingredients says contains naturally occurring sulfites and mushrooms. Oh, that you do. The Those mushrooms the themselves, they, they know the right amount. See, that's the thing is we can't regulate, but the mushroom regulates how much sodium it really needs. So it's thinking what... Does the person who's going to eat me want? It's very interesting that you bring up the idea of them thinking. My herbalist... What was his name? Lance? Master Odom. Master? Yes. Some people call him Professor in the sessions. He's really into TikTok. He does a lot. He posts a lot of stuff on TikTok. Does he wear a cloak or robes? And does he have a staff? I have a sense that you are now mocking him. No, no. But he is, this is a check. He a is check, mental checklist I've made certified, to weed out people. He is a certain, certified herbalist. And does he wear a robe? He does not wear a robe. Okay. No. All right. It's, fine. That's fine then. Okay. But he does have a staff. He does not have a staff. He, well, he has the. It's the thing Snake. with the snakes on it. The, oh, the coccyx. I uh, thought that was part of your spine. Not part of my spine. He has offered a free consultation to you mm. because I've described your personality and he said, well, it sounds like Matt has a lot of inflammation. Uh, I got to say, I'm not interested, but thank you. I don't do chiropractors. I don't do herbalists. I don't Registered do, herbalist. I don't care if they're unregistered or if they're free market. I'm not into the, that sort of stuff. It's just not my bag. I mean, So you already do a lot of foraging because that's the thing. I don't do that, any foraging. That's for raccoons. 97% of human history, according to Master Odom, was pre-industrial and pre-agricultural and so we're we're dealing with a lack of foraging in our diet okay well i'll tell you what i'll keep an open mind but uh i'll just tentatively say no way so you're not concerned about your microbiome uh my what now all of the it's half the cells that are in your body are part of your microbiome they're in your gastrointestinal tract your gi ah the gut bacteria yeah 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 yeah, yeah i know about that it's thinking for you half the time and it's overstuffed with sodium it can't think clearly and it's driving you to more snack food if you think about my gut bacteria it is being bombed with carnitas tacos and hot sauce so they know to keep their mouth shut you do have a second brain that's all i'm trying to tell you Hmm. it's in your gut that sounds like an insult but and you you had something you wanted to suggest to the listeners as far as i did i had an idea about how of marketing you know how we've been so ads, right? That's marketing. You get ads into the podcast. It's right. a marketing monetary stream funneling of money. So you're re-explaining the thing you already explained to me? No, I'm just setting the scene. Because you sound like you're talking to me rather than the listeners. Oh, I should point to... So, listeners, what I'm going to say, and you you can write in and tell me what you think about this. Uh, so what if we make an ad... That, so we have two versions of the podcast. One that is as is verbatim. We have the same podcast. The other one, ad-free, so no ads. And what you can do, you subscribe through our website or through Patreon, and you can pay money to us to get the ads out. We take all the ads out, so we relieve the listener of having to listen to those ads, and that's our real money stream. I'm trying to yes-and this because 
well, but first I have to say no, because we... No, but. No, but we don't have any ads. We've never had any sponsors. So we'd have to put the ads in first, then okay, tell well, the we'll listeners about the ad-free option. Like, so we'll why, get ads, why, and then we'll have the option. I don't know how to sell advertisement on a podcast. Are you going to be spearheading this for us? Um, what get, now? Getting the ads? You said you Sorry, talk- I just got a text about the cat is out. Can you say that again? I don't like the idea of making this a commercial-funded podcast. I just feel like we're milking our listeners. Okay, but it sounds like you got it. It just sounds like an antagonistic kind of high-sodium diet sort of approach to, to doing the podcast. I just think a subscription format is more cash frontage. Is that the word? I just bought a marketing book, and I have to say I've been skipping around a bit, but... Who's the author? Um, Butley? That can't be his name. Butley. No. Look it up. You can't publish a book with that on the cover. It's if it's his name, you can. It doesn't... Oh, because you're thinking... All right, we'll take your word for it. What about Dick Butkus? That's his real name. Yes, but... Butley is the other guy's name. You got ideas from the book. Such, yes. Such oh, as what? Uh, one thing is you have to you have to put a name to that thing so that they feel like they're getting another product. Well, I say they, but you, the listener, are getting another product, okay. which makes sense. You don't want to pay money just to lose something. You want to get something. So it's a status thing that if you, once you become a subscriber, right. you get to hear this or you're, you're tempted by this tagline. Yes. Okay. So the tagline, there'd be instead of just... Puppet Hunt episode 24, for example, uh-huh. it would say Puppet Hunt underneath in quotes, love Puppet Hunt, but hate waiting for the next episode and then be ellipses afterward. So wait, they're getting the episode earlier and ad free or is that? Yes, you get it earlier. Okay. I didn't say that already? I don't think so. No, but that's part of it. Oh, so I see. So you get it ad free, but you can get a jump on everybody else. So when they're sitting around talking about Ray Grimes said this and you okay. say, well, that was last week. I heard this week's episode where this... Buddy Bozeman was saying this. So I have some listener feedback. Oh, good. This is one of my favorite parts of the show. All right. If I, if I were to pick best of, of our show, I would pick this part. Listener feedback. Listener feedback. Letters to the editor. Wait, so you're suggesting we do two bests of a best of the actual vintage oh, no, program and a best did. of the no, I'm just saying five if, episodes and two best ofs two, for one season. What? No. Horse you ready for oh, listener yeah, feedback? Listener feedback. All right, this is Horseface77 from oh. Trustify.com. Never heard of that one. Writes, just finished the left-handed quiz part three and drum roll please, hmm. it's Rock Handy. He's left-handed, and he's using a new dummy that no one else knows about. Hence the kerchiefs. The whole encounter, that's in quotes, at Crowns is to set up his alibi with a witness. I guess that means the barber. I see. He machine-gunned and crashed his own car. Spoiler alert, y'all. Well, we've already heard this episode, so this is a late email, right? Yes, I think they're not caught up to the most Ah. recent episode, so they're at Left-Handed Quiz Part 3, and they're... We're so excited to solve the mystery that they they think it's Rock Handy. Oh, uh, well, you know, it was a good shot. Yeah. I, I, I would never have said Rock Handy. Sorry, Horseface77. Um, yeah, aptly gotta, named Horseface. I don't know if they're talking about themselves. Maybe they like horses. I don't know. Maybe they have like, that's Why the name of their lover? ranch. Maybe the name of the ranch is Horseface horse ranch. ranch. You know that we have horse ranches here in Orange County even. Oh, yeah. You often tell me that you 
yeah. pick up the uh, no. the, the leavings for my garden. Speaking of which, Master Odom said I can grow my own mushrooms at home. I did not realize that. You just need a darkened room. You just need like a dedicated room for oh, that. Don't tell me you're going to bring that stuff inside. Well, it's my home. I mean... Well, I mean, you're going to bring horse... Oh, sorry. Horse leavings inside your house? All right. Uh, anyway, listeners don't want to hear this. They probably hear not. Letters to the editor. And you have one as well. Oh. So, yeah, for viewer mail. This is from G underscore host. I don't think they're called huh? letters to the editor, by the way. I'm no? sorry to cut you off. No. Well, I mean, you could. Are we editors? We do edit. Yeah, we do some editing. Cut so, out planes and stuff. I apologize. This is a letter. It's an email. Email to the editor. Or are they podcasters? From G underscore host at packbell.net. Hmm. Dear Matt and Lane. That's Starts us. off, which is a very formal. Love the show. It reminds me of the format. Of all the radio shows from the past, such as Johnny Dollar and Sam Spade. That's good. Uh, I'd love to buy a recording of all the episodes on cassette, as I do not have a, quote, CD player. My nephew, Robert Host Sr., is in the recording industry and could help you to create and market these, quote, items for sale. Through your internet.com site. Hmm. His address is listed below. I won't read it, uh, but we do have it. So, Robert, if you're out there. Uh, it also says, good luck with all your efforts to collect these historical recordings. Love either Gerald or Gerald. Gerald? Gerald Host. So, that that's something. I'm glad you're listening, Gerald. Thank you for the... We do have a, a potential... Merch page, but no recordings. Uh, definitely not a cassette recording. But you don't actually need a CD player for this show, right? Some people might want to have it if they go on a long trip and they don't want to use their cellular data. They could burn a CD at home. Gerald. Gerald. He wants it on cassette. He wants it on cassette. Yeah, thank you. And now on to the content. Oh, yeah, this is great. All right, so... Again, the original agreement was we were going to find top 10 moments. I found that very challenging, three, and you found three. So, Precious. again, we're kind of building our own drama here with yeah. the, we're in ascending value order. This okay. is coming in at number three for Matt is... Three. So we're each going to do our top three. Yeah, I thought we would do... Like, you do a top three, and then I do... Oh, I, I or ra- Rather, you do number three. Then you do your number I do three. number three, then you do number two, and I do number two. Okay. Then. Yeah, why don't you start off? Okay. Um, wait, hold on. I set my notes down here. So this one, listeners, we're actually going to hear a snippet. It's just a teaser bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to play too much of the episode because obviously we wanted, we're keep, trying to keep the uh, momentum going. Increase the unique downloads. If this is your first episode that you've ever heard of Puppet Hunt, welcome. Yeah, and also a strange place to start, but fine. I thought you were going to welcome them to the oh, podcast. Oh, welcome though, but okay. I would go back to number one and come back Which later, is actually number not, nine. Not a live show. The introduction to the series that we found, you ended up putting it as number nine. The first one of season two is Large Neck Virgin One, okay. part one. I'll take your word for it. Where were we? You were about to say your number three. My number three. Okay. Oh, and I said that we were trying to increase the unique downloads. Yes. That if these little snippets wet your appetite. Uh-huh, your whistle. And you're going to go deeper in. You'll listen to episode 27 either again, which would count as a unique download. Yes. Oh, yeah. Good idea. And speaking of us being editors, I'm going to... Add a drum roll to this one. So this Perfect. is number three.
episode 27, minute 38, 28. Okay, that's so 38 specific. minutes, 28 seconds. This is Rock and Al Risotto are both in disguise. All right, let's go to the clip. Sounds like we've got company, Rock. Ah, that could be him. Who? Buddy Bozeman. Oh, should I answer? Yeah, just get rid of him. But what if he barges in? I'll just point him in the wrong direction, as Gatsby Weebler. Ah, uh, oh, but without his mustache? What? Oh, yeah, uh, all right. Story is, he just shaved it off, I guess. Hold on. Let me sit more like an elderly man about town. Uh. Okay, that's it. And now get the door. <clears throat> oh, good day, sir. Uh Hello there, young man. Can I help you with something? May I come in? Well, yes, but I... Uh... Thank you kindly. Uh, my name is Arthur St. Clair. Oh. Oh, good day to both of you. Yes, uh, a good day and all that. Uh, um, what can we do for you, old timer? Well, now, uh, I'm here to see a detective, a fella by the name of uh, uh, Reginald Candy. Oh, you mean Rock Handy, only he's not here right now. Oh, I missed him, eh? And who might you be, old-timer? Oh, I'm, I'm Mr. Handy's great-grand-uncle, Granby, a uh, Gatsby Weebler, elderly man about town. Well, I've got a hot tip for him on these bank robberies. Too bad I can't give it to him in person. Uh, well, now, old-timer, uh, we're not ace detectives like Mr. Rock Handy, but we can sure relay a message. Get your notepad, butternut. Uh, I have it, but... um. This is clearly Al Risotto in disguise. Oh, what's this? Disguise, you say? <laughs> no, my name isn't Rock Candy. It's Gratsby Weebler. Ah, can it already, Handy? I knew it was you. Only, if you're Risotto, who's in the city lockup? That's a good one. I can see why you picked it. Yeah, I like that they're both mm -hmm. in disguise and then how... It unfolds yeah yeah it definitely wouldn't play today with the uh ageism i thought they were very respectful that you mean that they kept saying oh to each other well they're playing old men and i think there's a bit of uh you know i don't know it just doesn't seem as respectful you're you're saying it does but they seem to be making fun of old people well rock was fooled right by the the I'm, al risotto I'm not disguise sure if either one of them was fooled but they just kept going I thought it was kind of amusing because if you imagine Nick's watching them do that, yeah. he just in silence as they're doing that. that so was what if today if it was just sold as that they were both cosplaying as old men? Well, they would both, I mean, if you mean like pretending, to, I don't know what you're talking about. I oh, guess the modern version of it is that Nick's is turned on by old men oh. and they're cosplaying as old men. Oh, that's really weird. I don't know where you're well, going. Well, that's the modern from. sense of how to do everything, right? It's like cosplay and, and eroticism, right? Hmm. Oh, you should probably clean your internet history. And browser history. So the name of uh, uh, Rodnick 
What's his name? Rodnick? What's his name? Rodnick? Al Risotto. Oh, Al Risotto. Uh, the name of his his uh, his nom de plume character is Arthur St. Clair. Yes. And that was after the president, Arthur St. Clair. Right? President of what? Uh, the United States was something uh, something You're Chester Chester A. Arthur, Arthur. St. Clair. Chester A. Arthur. His name president. wasn't St. Clair. No, no. What that's the, not a president. What is Arthur St. Clair? Just a Arthur. fictional character name. Is it Arthur or Arthur? I think he said Arthur. Arthur. I don't okay. think people are named Arthur. That'd be weird. I guess somebody somewhere. If you're named yeah. Arthur and you want to let us know, yep, right we'll, in. Yeah, we'll, more we'll homework. All right, about it. Ready for that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. This is going to be your first oh, one. right. Okay, great. Um, so, uh, yes, this is from episode 24. The title of that one is The Mysterious Mr. Love Part 1. And this is, I I think it's toward the middle. And it's where uh, the bung commercial. You picked a commercial as the well, yeah. highlight of... I mean, it's part of the show, isn't it? I mean, it's considered part of the show. That's fair. I've I've heard more than one person say they preferred the commercials to the actual drama. And did they mean like any commercial or the commercials that were integrated into the show? Specifically referring to Puppet Hunt and the integrated ads. Oh, okay. That they sometimes skip the... Re- like they're zipping along and listening if there's an ad or not. Yeah. And I don't know where this one's located, but I think it's around the middle, if I remember right. Oh. But we'll look around for it. We'll find Well, it. for the listeners, we're going to want to pinpoint where they can find this section so oh, well, we'll have to make a note of that when we come back we'll give you the the timestamp. okay i just listen for bung when you're listening to the episode oh i'm hungry what's for dinner Nix? oh is it that time already i i i haven't had time to defrost the lamb what with all this filing i uh, don't worry pal we have Bung. Bung? The wonderful pork and oyster loaf that's ready to eat right out of the can? Well, that's right, Nix. Genuine Bung pork and oyster loaf is available at your grocer, now in a convenient can. The canning process seals in the freshness. Oh, but Rock, we don't keep a can opener here at the office. Take it easy, pal. We won't need one. Just simply twist to open using the key attached to every can. Oh, that sounds complicated. Why, on the contrary, it couldn't be more simple. Even a child could do it. Give it a twist, partner. Gosh, you're right. It opens with ease, and boy, oh boy, can I smell that freshness. Ah, Slice genuine bung pork and oyster loaf and have it on toast or spoon it right from the can for a pleasing breakfast, lunch, or dinner. What about a late-night snack? Now you're getting it. Bung is also wonderful as part of casseroles, soups, and even desserts. Why, there are delicious recipes conveniently printed right inside the label. Mm. Oh, boy. Delicious. The canning seals in the freshness. These puppet files will have to wait. They sure will. And remember, folks, bung pork and oyster loaf is now available in cans. Just look for the familiar blue dancing pig with an eye patch and a sailor's cap. Holding a pitchfork on the can with the bright pink label. Bung canned pork and oyster loaf. 
It's genuine. What tastes fine and it's genuine? Canned. One of the integrated ads. Yep, that's bung. And that yeah. was a highlight for you of the yeah. season. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's kind of like spam, I think. Bung is. It's a very slow commercial. Long time to get out the message. Yeah, I, I like the image of... I pictured Nick's fretting about in the kitchen with an apron on. Yeah, I got that image in my head, too. Spooning a loaf. That's what they talked about. They yeah, said I didn't like the... that term spooning. That was the one part. Would you imagine spooning that? Yeah. But it's... It's like canned meat, I think, potted meat. Yeah. I've never understood why they went with meatloaf as the actual reference to what the food is. Like, why would you call it... A loaf of meat. A loaf of meat sounds wrong. I guess that's what it is. It is an actual loaf of meat. What else could they call it? A slab? So this is a really nice tie-in. I should be happy that you chose this because the two kinds of mushroom that I got, one's called oyster and the other one's porcini. I say porcini because it makes sense with the pork and And here we are. Go ahead and take a nice... Said I would taste one. Yeah, go for it. Nibble? Yeah, I've already started on mine. I have to say the oyster doesn't have much flavor. It's a bit dry. Yeah. No, no. No? No, no. You like the other stuff? No, this is... This smells like dog food. Take Uh, it away. It's the sodium. Yeah, you are addicted to the sodium, my friend. No, I'm not addicted. I just need flavor in the food I eat. Unless I'm dying. I've been on a sodium fast for like two weeks. It's completely changed my life. This stuff tastes great to me. There's so much flavor. Pretty thin. It's exploding. Have you been drinking water? Yeah. Well, I have to confess, Master Odom says treat these like a snack, but the packaging tells you to reconstitute. Excuse me, I should swallow. Yeah. Soak dried mushrooms for at least 15 minutes in lukewarm water. Drain, then plunge mushrooms into boiling water for one minute. Drain again. Strain soaking water before use. Okay. You got that, listeners? If you are wild about umami flavors, you'll love this brand of oyster mushrooms. Simply rehydrate to use as a subtle flavoring agent or to add a craveable velvety texture to culinary creations like creamy risotto or unctuous pastas. Yeah, I normally like mushrooms. I can't recall ever hearing... Pasta being referred to as unctuous. No? Yeah, it means I think oily. I used to hear that a lot. Uh, slow braised labors of love get a sense of gracefulness wow. with the addition of Talk about porcini. marketing. That's what we need. Shine on our... What is it? What's a, What's that thing called? Can't shine up a... T- Are you referring to the food or our, our show? Well, mushroom is grown in... Your microbiome is made up of the same bacteria that... Sorry, listeners. Right. I'll, you have I'll a veil apologize. of salt over your... Boy, your breath is very mushroomy. Mm. Is it more porcini or is it more oyster mushroom right now? It's, it's, it's umami? Yeah, let's say it's umami. That takes us to my... Number two, Number two. Right? Number, two. number two for Lane. Lane's number two. <laughs> Episode 28. At minute 44.25, the final reveal of Dawson Dundee as the left-handed Quist. Mm. The voice of the bank robber himself, Mr. Salmon. You're saying you've identified it? Yes, sir. Well, the puppet's voice. And by that, a different left-handed Quist. Yes, the the true one, sir. I'm nearly certain of it. Well, very well. Who is it? Who is the left-handed Quist? Yes, well, I... I, Unfortunately, I'm somewhat certain, although I... I certainly wish it were not true. And and I I regret that there can be 
no other person who... Spit it out, Nix. It's not easy to say out loud, Rock. I don't even like thinking the words. What in the world are you staring at, Mr. Salmon? Is there someone in the hayloft? Of course, Nix, the hayloft. Watch yourself, Mr. Handy. Out of my way. No, stop right there. Keskilfe, where do you think you're going, Mr. Handy? To earn my paycheck. You're trespassing. I'll take care of this, Mr. Dundee. Stop them. Right behind you, Rock. Oh, and so is Chase Perkins. Or should I say Chad Parker? Well, which one is it? I can't hold him back much longer, Rock. Wow, my neck. Oh, Pierre bit me, I think. C'est vrai, et je n'arriverai jamais laver la coupe de la bouche. Uh, look under the bedding straw. No, that's, that's, that's hay. That's, that's more hay. Come on, Nix, I'm not a horse. It's the loose stuff. It's the color of straw. No, Mr. Handy, don't. Look here, Nix. Neckerchiefs. Along with a satchel. Don't, don't open that. This here must be our gunman. C'est le fond. Put him back. Hold on. Uh, the puppet's finger is hooked onto the trigger. Uh, I better disengage the drum or somebody could get hurt. Frappez le pont! No! Ah, it jammed. Easy now, Mr. Handy. Uh, why don't you put Babyface back in the satchel there? Babyface? So, it was you all along, Perkins. What'd I tell you, Nix? I'm afraid it's worse than that. Not Buddy Bozeman. Dawson? Father, no, don't, don't come up here. Please. <gasps> An armed puppet. And the stolen money. Uh, gee, say, Rock, uh, might want to point that submachine gun in the other direction. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, good idea, given the hair trigger on this thing. Imbecile. See? I told you it was dangerous. Dawson? What does this all mean? I think you'd better come clean, darling. Tell me the truth, dear. It was me, father. I'm the left-handed quist. But that's not possible. I'm afraid it's true, Mr. Dundee. You knew it was her. Quel bordel. For how long? Don't be cross at him, father. Mr. Perkins was, was only trying to help me. Help you? Help you what? Go straight. So, he framed risotto with a trail of sour cash. Oh, framed is such a distasteful word, Mr. Handy. And you need to remember, oh, Mr. Risotto is certainly guilty of other crimes. I don't need to remember anything. Except, it's people like you what give farm cops a bad name. Oh, Dawson. Your mother and I, we tried to give you the life one would desire to be ha happy. It's, it's not your fault, Father. And I'm sure the mom didn't help either. Oh, dear, look, your, your manuscript. Why, it's, it's been shot to pieces. 
What? Let me see. Oh, yes. All my work. Large neck, wild heart. Ruined. Why are you all looking at me? I suppose I need to thank you, Mr. Handy. The deeper I dove into the history of Large Neck, the more I learned about throwing, the more mm, gastromantic it all seemed. Well, you're not the first. When I fell in love with Plutwat County, I could never merely write her history. I had to make it. And that you will, Miss Dawson, as the left-handed quist. Only... Yes, Mr. Salmon? History is written by the victors. And those what practice crime are always losers. Truly a highlight. I yeah, thought no, that I was going to be my number one. I remember that one. I thought that was going to be my number one, but after I did the double soaking... Much like a mushroom. Yeah, oh, that's interesting, because that's the word they used. They said to... Uh, plunge it. There was some plunging, and there was also... Wait, where's the directions? Reconstitute. Soak them in lukewarm water. Drain, then plunge the mushroom. Soak before straining. Similar, very similar to how I processed the season. Yeah, I think this mushroom talk is just poison for the listeners. I can, I can literally hear people tuning out. Where were we? It was funny when that puppet bit Nick's. Yeah, I finally processed what was happening there. Yeah. It sounds like the French puppet bites him and, on is, him and is actually making the sound. I think the ventriloquists go to the extra trouble of how the puppet would sound right. with his mouthful of... Well, it's interesting because Nick's gets bit on the neck... And then there's neckerchiefs in the scene as ah. well. So there's this neck theme going the vampire on. Vampire thing. Right? And you're sticking your neck out, right? You know, there's a lot of that. I know that in some detective noir, they talk about nosing around too much. Ah, and so necking this is, around. Yeah, sticking your neck out too much. And, I see. Sticking the neck out. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. The, Can uh, you fall in love with a county? Legally? I guess I don't know it'd be more spiritually means. or emotionally. I mean, yeah, I'm sure you could be infatuated with a subject matter. No, the actual like perimeter of the, the county. Well, I guess you could fall in love with a locale, not a region. It's more of like an ethos rather than a geographical place. Well, you could love it? your country. That's true. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. You can fall in love with a country. Why wouldn't well, you, you be able to fall, fall in love with a county? Love with a country. You grow to love them. I don't think you go on a date with a country and love them. You just fall in love. Anyway, this is this is all. Uh, what I was going to say is, it didn't, didn't it seem strange to you that that machine gun was so big? I mean, it sounded like almost like a Gatling gun. I watched a program where they were showing how some of these old radio programs were put together. And sometimes they actually had recordings that they would play. Yeah. of things and it's possible that the so you're saying it wasn't a sound effect it was like a recorded sound it could have been a, a real gun it could have been a real gun it seems like it would be dangerous to try and fire a real gun in a recording well, studio they could, like put up a sheet of metal and bang on it a bunch of times well, it sounded re- it sounded very realistic to me but maybe the um the microphone was too close to the recording it sounded much louder than the rest of the program don't you think it did it did it was but meant I'm, to startle i guess we should do a little research i know like uh who did the war of the worlds orson bean the whole thing with wells the, what? Orson Welles. What did I say? You said Orson Bean. Oh. I believe was a... Yeah, I don't think I said that. But a, okay. yeah, I know it's Orson Welles. Okay. Or is it H.G. Wells? It was written by H.G. Wells and recorded by Orson Welles. Isn't that curious? Huh. Anyway, he I did I knew a, a guy named Wells. That was his first name. 
curious thing to brag about. But one odd thing for the time period was that the guilty person, when revealed, was not only a woman, big shocker back then, Yes. but the woman was also a ventriloquist, probably also a big shock. Glass. One thing I didn't mention about my marathon tubbing that I did was I also listened to episode one and they arrest a female ventriloquist at the beginning of the the sequence, the series, the left-handed quist part one. Episode nine? I don't know the episode off off the top of my head. Episode one of Puppet Hunt? No. That's episode nine. No, it's not. I'm not using our numbering system. I'm saying the left-handed quist part one. Part one, side A. There is no side A to part one. Part one is both sides. Yes. So that's whatever episode that probably like twenty. I don't know. That's was that not, season two. Not especially important that we know its episode number at this point. I when guess I'm we trying can talk to about this off air, yeah. but I don't even know if did it start in season two or started? it started in season two. So season two, episode one. It's which probably is... episode ten. Let's just say it's episode ten. The point is, they arrest a female ventriloquist, and I think Buddy Bozeman is startled about that. Like, And, and so is Nix. They both talk about the fact that it's a, oh, a left-handed that. woman. It might even be Dawson Dundee. I doubt it. But they arrest a woman at the beginning. I was like, oh, they tipped their hat. There was some foreshadowing. Oh, I should go back and listen to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Whichever yeah. episode yeah, number it is. Doesn't, Listeners, doesn't do some re- research and start a Reddit thread. All right, we ready I, I for your... to do when I get back. Are you ready for your number oh, two? Number two? No, it's number three, right? For me? You already did number three. It was the bung commercial. Uh, yeah, three. So this is your number two. No, I already did number two. Didn't I? No, I did number three. Oh, I was talking about... That's right. Never mind. And it's my number two. So this is number two. I'm going to do number two right now. All right, drum roll, please. Uh, so this is... It's actually from the same episode. Episode 28, same, same one. Oh, um, it's a little further on, uh, sort of like it's a post-log. What do you call that? Epilogue? Epilogue. Yeah, where the dummy comes back and talks about um, how much he's learned from the experience and pledges allegiance to America. That's your second yeah. best moment of well, season three. Okay, look at it this I'm... way. So he's learning from his mistakes. This is the arc of a character arc, right? The puppet comes in. Huh. He's uh, really bad. He's a bad-mouthed puppet. He has a foul right, mouth. Right, He's insulting. French-mouthed. French-mouthed, foul-mouthed, whatever you want to call it. Then he, he sort of, he becomes like really bad. He goes on the long, wrong side of the law. Then at the very end, he, uh, he realizes where he went wrong. And then he joins America and becomes a citizen, naturalized citizen, and takes the oath of office or whatever you call that. Wow. Okay. Well, I guess you've made a case for Character it. Character arc. Yeah. I think you've implanted a lot of meaning that was never there, but we will wow. we'll take you at your word. Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. This is, where is this, uh, where does this appear? Oh, you want What's to... the t- minutes and, so oh, you didn't write any of that stuff no, down. you have to. All right, so we have Just to Just look that. towards the end of the episode, but not at the very end, and before we start talking. Okay. Hiya, folks. Rock Handy here with that headstrong and quick-witted guest puppet, Pierre. Hello, Radio Detective listeners. We want to salute our armed forces serving around the globe who protect our way of life back here in the good old U.S. of A. Cela nous allons le défendre. And I understand you have some more English you've been practicing, Pierre. Yes, thank you, Rock. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, 
one nation indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Puppet Hunt is brought to you by Transcription. It's very short. Well, I guess so. Yeah, it's short and sweet. Yeah. And it really puts a puts a period right at the end of that. I thought a little. It made him feel. He came across as very shameful. Pierre. Very shame filled. Shameful. 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 Like he was. Uh, what, do you, what do you say when they're trying to redeem him? Bashful. No, no, no. bashful. It's like he had. He was filled Re- with shame. remorseful. Shameful. I think you can have Shame. shameful behavior, but do you... Shameish? Mm, okay. Shamed. Shame-filled, I think, is... shame It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Go he ahead. He came across as a shame-filled. As, as though he had excessive shame. Yes. But he's saying the Pledge of Allegiance with shame. Yes. Huh. Shameish. I noticed there was no under God oh. in the Pledge. Okay. Which makes sense because I think it was added in the 1950s, the mid-1950s, when there was a communist scare. Mm. And you wanted to have more patriotic children who also were God-fearing. I see. Fear your country. Love your country, fear your God. I think it was fear your country and fear your God. I think you had it right the first time. I'm glad you suggested this, although I don't agree that it's the second most... I don't think it's a number two, but for the first time I pictured what Pierre was wearing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What did you imagine? I I, imagined a trench coat. Oh, really? Yeah. As a puppet detective. Like a little puppet detective, yeah. Well, I know that he was supposed to be from Quebec... Yeah. And that there's a lot of French Canadian lumberjacks. Right. So I kind of pictured him in more of a lumberjack outfit ah, with like a little lumberjack okay. hat. My suspicion is if Pierre was in France during World War II, he was probably a sympath, probably worked with the Nazis. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Well, wouldn't you think? We're supposed to be from Quebec, though. You think that's a cover story? We're going yeah, way too deep on probably this. Probably went to Peru after that. Quebec wow. to Peru. I think you're oh. thinking of Argentina. Anyway, that was my number two. Indeed it was. Yeah. All right. Now, I, at first I was a little upset because you didn't have any selections from the actual program itself. Yeah. It yeah on how you commercial, look at and then there's the, whatever, the tag at the end of this one. But I have to say, I realized the most important part. So this, my number one is not necessarily the best part from the original vintage program, but the most important part of our season three is going to be... We should say it at the same time because I bet I know what it is. Okay. 24. Mr. Love. No. It's at 3 minutes and 39 seconds from episode 24. Oh, that is Mysterious Mr. Love. Sharing my dream of generational ships. What? I I had a dream. Okay. A very vivid dream about Puppet Hunt. And it started in deep space. Mm. And there was a, if I can paint a picture for you. Okay. It was a stunning star field with okay. a stellar nursery. That's a lot of S's in a row. Well, I maybe I dream like that. Huh, alliterative dream. Yeah. And I, I'm in my point of view of looking at this beautiful nebula. And, and where are you at this point? I'm in space. Just floating? I'm able to breathe in space. Okay. Yeah. That's Have you had that dream? No. no oh, okay. It's impossible. I used to dream... It's impossible to, to dream. To breathe in space. In space. Yeah. So well, I, I used to dream as a kid. I used to dream underwater. I mean, I used to breathe underwater when I was dreaming. Yeah, that's also... You can't do that. Right. That's the whole point is that dreams... I've never had a dream where it's something I couldn't do. Fascinating. Most of my dreams are just waking up, going to the refrigerator, getting a thing of milk, uh, getting some cereal, putting it in the bowl, eating it in real time, and then I wake up. And then, of course, I get up and go get a cereal bowl and put the cereal in and eat it. 
Sometimes I even know it's a dream while it's happening. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, this is not very exciting, but it's going to be over soon. And boy, it's making me hungry. Can I get back to my... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Field dream? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So I'm floating in space, breathing, and eyes are open. I'm not frozen or anything. I'm right. alive. And I turn from my point of view, and there's this massive spaceship. It looks like it's made out of titanium. I mean, I know that we won't be on that ship. You and I okay. will not be on that generational ship, but our podcast will be, hmm. right? And so that was kind of what I was seeing is as the ship is going past me in space, I'm like, they're listening to our show, among other things they're doing, obviously. It's not, obviously oh, yeah. it's not that. I mean, how long is that going to last? They're, each episode's like maybe an hour. So maybe they could get through the entire three seasons in a day and... Then they've got the rest of their lives. Well, so it's kind of see, a drop this is in the part bucket. of it is that like the grandparents are introducing the show to the grandchildren. You know, uh-huh. like the parents are busy doing whatever they're doing on the ship, and then the grandparents are saying, you know, come here, let me tell you a little bit about the 1940s on planet Earth and mm. and the early 2000s and these like a people. time capsule within a time capsule, exactly. And I just want to say, I realized I wanted to leave a message. That dream was like you have to, you have to talk to them directly not not huh. the modern day audience but just say one message to those who will be listening in the future all right far far in the future long after we have yeah we have time for that shuffled off these mortal coils as okay yeah okay. do you want to say just uh, you want to say that now you got a message for them i wrote it down okay okay this uh upcoming message is for future generations of humans hello and get ready to listen to something from the past Hello, my fellow humans. This is Lane. I'm thinking about you. And I just hope to convey humble gratitude for you continuing our species and for listening to Puppet Hunt. I don't think I ever thanked you for putting the music to that segment. Well, uh, I have to be honest. I think this clip was way too long. I think uh, this is going to make our listeners tune out. Uh, you know, another thing about this this choice is it's not really an episode. It's a it's kind of you know that movie Inception. Yes. It's kind of like that because we're this is a talkback about a talkback about a you know what, what we're, we're doing right now. Right, we're talking about something from the past in the future well, about it, something that can you I did in the past incept, for people in the future. Can I incept for a moment here Please. and talk to the future listeners? Oh, you mean relative future or and the, the ones coming up? The deep up? future. Deep, deep future. time. Okay. Deep time. Because I'm thinking of the generational ships and in my dream there were grandparents and grandchildren. I'm just curious like are there great 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 grandchildren and great 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 grandparents on board the ships because we'd have longevity we'd have a much longer lifespans what's it like that's my question what's it like to be able to talk to your great 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 grandparent or grandchild that has the same number of greats in front of it what's that like you're asking you, you... i just want them to know i'm curious i'm wondering okay All so right. i was incepting your moment there in the same way that you I want to say this in the most polite terms I can think of. You interrupt me constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So if you're ever offered a job as a talk show host, uh-huh. you should decline that because... Oh, decline it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't think that's coming up. Make the right choice. Okay. Don't. Yeah. More of a guest. Yeah. You're a better guest. Okay. I'll take that. 
Uh, you know, that evocative scene that you're talking about, I think you may be just thinking of Star Wars, the the you know the entry opening scene of Star Wars uh, episode no four. I I remember my dream and it, it was very different it was very different no I turned my head to the left isn't that what happens I'm looking at this nebula no in the Star Wars thing it comes over your head I, this was me turning around like huh what's that thing I'm thinking I'm feeling behind me mm. you know sensing behind me okay I wouldn't and be able to hear it obviously are you sort of floating on your own in this scenario mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with and you've got a spacesuit on. To evoke one movie, if I may, it's much more of the infant in 2001. I feel like I'm in this sort of like, and I just, and I'm sort of this fetus turning around, and then I'm like, there's humanity, adult consciousness in an infant self. So you have like a big head and big eyes and stuff like a baby. I wasn't able to look in a mirror in the dream. I, I'm just, Mm. I'm just telling you what I knew that I was in a fetal position and I felt fetal, and then also. Uh But adult consciousness. I was processing it with language. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. good. We got that one. Out All right. Way. Well, and now, ladies and gentlemen, time for Matt's number one. Yeah. Well, uh, thing is, I'm realizing now my choice is the same one that you had just a minute ago. The end of um, the left-handed uh, quiz? quiz part five. Side the reveal B. of yeah. Dawson Dundee. Yeah, so it's that... the same one. Oh. I don't think we need to watch that. Listen to that again. I, I guess mean, not. that would talk about Inception. Yeah, guess we probably should have talked about this before we. So number one, fill in the blank. Is I my guess. number two. Yes. Okay. Well, I'll be interested to hear the feedback from our listeners. What they thought of the mm-hmm. the a bit of anticlimactic ending. Hmm. Yeah. Do you have an? I guess that is it, huh? I can't think. I mean, what's the one about the monkey? Was that from this? That's not season three. No, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. I guess we don't really have a comments section. Could we get a comments section on the webpage? Uh, maybe. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, I hear the music playing. Ah, so you've been listening to another episode of Puppet Hunt with... Matt. And Lane. 